Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Our podcast and radio show explore the world's cultural landscape. We engage at the intersection of digital media, sound art, and social practice to spark conversations about contemporary art, film, and architecture. Today, capitalism is a system that is fraught, linked to trade wars, massive student debt, entire countries going bankrupt, burgeoning virtual currencies, and coded security systems. Artist Hilary Powell and filmmaker Dan Edelstein are an inventive couple based in London. They've decided to wreak a bit of havoc with the capitalist system in their home country, by opening their own bank. They want to pose questions, to explore issues not being covered by mainstream media. But even more important, they want to help their community. Host Street Central Bank, a.k.a. HSCB, is open in the former co-op bank on Host Street in a London suburb. When we catch up with Powell and Edelstein, They've been printing their own banknotes and selling them to buy up debt in their community. Their optimistic foundation demonstrates what Powell refers to as pessimism of the intellect, but optimism of the will. The plan is to print £50,000 worth of our banknotes, to exchange for pounds and divide the funds in half. 25000 to the four local causes, the other 25000 to buy up and abolish £1 million worth of local predatory debt. We've worked together, but this is a project where really our different the filmmaking and the art and the participation and community have all come together within this bank job that we're doing. So what sparked this bank job? This whole idea of creating, I believe, your own money. You're actually printing money. I saw the pictures. Yeah, we yeah. are. Yeah, we are printing our own money. On the faces of our notes, we have local heroes replacing Adam Smith, the Queen, and Winston Churchill. So we have Gary, Cyrus, Steve, and Tracy as our heroes. Gary opened a food bank in the area. Cyrus runs Plate for You with her entire family, which is a homeless kitchen. Steve opened uh, the Soul Project, which is a youth project taking kids from some of the most underprivileged areas of Walthamstow and giving them positive role models and something to do other than get involved in violence or get caught up in negative behavioural patterns of one kind or another. Finally, Tracy is the headmistress of our children's school, which is also in the area, and those four characters are our basic heroes on the banknotes that we are printing here. We're talking to you from our bank, which is Ho Street Central Bank, HSCB, and not, not BC, on uh, High Street in Walthamstow, which is a north-east London, not really a suburb, it's kind of well-connected, but uh, up-and-coming in that like kind of regenerating area in, in London. So we've taken over what was the co-op bank. It was empty and a co-working organisation moved in. We had that kind of rare opportunity to be able to set up our own street-facing money creation act in a location that is a good location for engaging community. It's on a kind of London high street. I suppose the story of why we're doing this begins actually 
in America, really. <laughs> yeah, America and a group called Strike Debt. They really inspired us because they were buying up and destroying millions of dollars worth of student and medical debt in America. They've changed their name now to the Debt Collective. Andrew Ross, who's a professor at New York University and one of the founding members of Strike Debt, wrote a wonderful book called Creditocracy, and I read that. He described that as movement literature around the act of debt abolition. Reading that book was very transformative for me as a filmmaker and as an artist. What he basically argued was that debt was being wrapped around access to all of the social goods and uh, Western democracies were being systematically stripped away and replaced with debt or creditocracy. I didn't have a deep history of economics certainly had never really been involved that much in terms of politics either. But when I started reading and corresponding with Andrew Ross and also reading David Graeber as well, I began to look at something very basic in a massively different way, which was about debt. This idea that one should always repay one's debt, which seems very much the cornerstone of morality. It's even encoded within Christianity that one should neither a lender nor a borrower be, and that Christ was the redeemer who was paying off the debts of humanity. And this idea that sin and debt were absolutely the same thing, uh, which is so encoded within our moral DNA, it began to get challenged by these amazing thinkers and writers. So that's the genesis of our bank. What we're really saying here is that the system whereby money is created across the world is something which leads to systematic inequality because 97% of all money that's in circulation is created by private banks as interest-bearing loans. That's certainly the right percentage for Britain anyway. What that means is that the more money that's in circulation, the more debt. And what's happened certainly in Britain is that since the 60s, we've got 25,000% more money in circulation over here, which means 25,000% more debt at the same time. And most of that debt, about 64% of it, is created when banks make loans for mortgages. Because that's a non-productive area in the economy, it inflates the value of houses to the point where it's very, very difficult for new house buyers to afford to buy a new house. And it also means that rents go up as well. There's a huge lack of awareness of it because in November last year, 2017, this group called Positive Money did a survey of 100 politicians in Westminster and 85% of them didn't know where money comes from. And that's a shocking statistic. So that's why the bank, in a, in a way, is an educational project as well as everything else. One of the major things that we're trying to argue is that the money system itself is leading to this kind of systematic inequality and encoded within money, the type of money that we use in society, is, it's like an invisible force of destruction. And so what we're trying to create through the bank is a kind of positive form of money which is looking towards social value as the defining characteristic of what money should be about. There's no harm in people having debts between one another. That's normal in any community. We run up debts between us. It's how we pay one another back, effectively, is, is the question. What is the experience of your bank? How is the community engaging in this bank? Well, we set it up. So the kind of purpose of our money creation is that we are printing our own money in order to raise enough money so we're raising 40 to 50,000 pounds and we're at 30,000 in order to buy up 
local payday debt and then also give the other half of the money to the people featured on the notes and their causes. So our bank itself, we put out calls and we have a diverse selection of local people, not all of them artists. We wanted to have a real mixture of people who had printmaking skills to work on a public production line. So everyone's in their uniforms, which involve like green visors, you know, like the accountancy visors. And we've been screen printing, letter pressing, foil blocking, and also paper making in here. And because it's a street facing location, people can walk past and see this kind of quite absurd sight of money being printed and hung up to dry and in some cases ironed <laughs> and laundered out back. And people can come in and go on a little tour and through that kind of more tactile making and sharing, start to talk about some of the bigger concepts that this project aims to interrogate and share knowledge about how money is made, how debt works. But essentially, yeah, it's a kind of community of people making. And then in the evenings, we've had various debates and talks around these themes from other money like cryptocurrencies and local exchange schemes to cooperatives. So we're expanding that conversation through making and community here. And because we're quite a good location near a tube, we've been able to invite key thinkers on debt and money alongside local community people who are also working on those themes. So it's been quite a mixture. It did really take off. We didn't know what to expect. We opened our doors and, you know, we put the message out, but we were lucky to have a Guardian, like a UK newspaper article come out and then we had queues down the street of people wanting to exchange their Elizabeths and Winston Brown Sterling for our currency. What has been the interest of the art world? It's growing. Like let's say that it's gro- I mean like so we've we've sold full sets. I suppose more institutions than an art world gallery cut, but institutions we've had the Victorian Albert Museum have bought a full set because it really they have a remit of collecting the art of protest and then the Bank of England Museum, the Museum of London, the Fitzwilliam Museum. So we've yeah, these major institutions have recognised the I suppose the social they're all collecting for different we're, we're reasons. Try, we're trying to get the Tate to um accept <laughs> like one of our, our next plan is to explode a cash in transit vehicle f- full of all the debt that we're just buying up now, uh, literally to explode it with plastic explosives and call it Big Bang 2, and then to try and hang that in the turbine hall of the Tate Modern. So I've been tweeting to the Tate, asking them if we can use their turbine hall for the installation. We're being a little bit provocative in our um, attempts to bring this into the art world. Let's talk about the film. You're actually, I'm sure, using the site of production there as some of the content. Yeah, it's been a long process, but we've started filming, you know, in America, meeting strike debt, and it's been like maybe four years of building this, and it only became bank job quite recently, really, when we found the bank, when we decided to make these local people into the characters on the notes, and that took a long time to persuade people to kind of stand up and be a, you know, they're kind of like icons on the notes. So the film itself will contain all of this. I love your description. An unlikely team, unsurmountable odds, even explosions. Yes. Yeah, that's the, the climax. We're taking our cues from the genre of the heist movie. I guess you've probably seen the original Italian job with Michael Caine. Have you seen that? Yes. There's a moment in that film where they're practicing the explosion of trying to blow up a cash-in-transit vehicle, which they're going to take all the money out of. 
and they try and blow up just the doors, but they blow up the entire vehicle. And then Michael Caine says, and Hillary does this better than me. I can't do it. Oh my God. Go on. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. That's not it at all. <laughs> Hillary did that very well as an Australian. So we're quite interested in taking a, a similar moment to that, but we want to blow up this cash and transit vehicle and we're going to call it Big Bang 2 because Big Bang 1 was 1986 when Maggie Thatcher deregulated the city and allowed the city traders to use retail bank money to speculate on the stock market and also to make loans to whoever they fancied without worrying about the fractional reserves they held in their vaults, which led to massive price increases in housing around Britain. Big Bang 2 is the climax of our movie, where we're going to blow up this cash-in-transit vehicle, blowing up a million pounds of local debt in the back, and that's going to be like the heart of our film, really. So there's lots of films that you feel you should watch on economics and money, and they tend to be quite dry, and, and even though they're containing all those messages, it's hard to engage audiences in some of them. We're trying to tackle these big concepts that, you know, however educated and clever you're meant to be, just kind of go over your head in a way with, like, humour and warmth and stemming out of this community that we've built so that hopefully we create a film that pierces that the heart of the financial system. I heard somewhere that you should never underestimate what a small and determined group of citizens could do. We can change the world if we put our mind to it. So I recruited a team to make it happen. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Artists Hilary Powell and filmmaker Dan Edelstein are finalizing their film, Bank Job. In fall 2018, the Ho Street Central Bank begins producing and selling bonds in a collectively owned and distributed debt explosion. Engaging people in the collective act of printing money and abolishing local debt, they've sparked a timely intervention in the name of economic justice. To find out more and hear other conversations about contemporary issues and ideas, visit freshartinternational.com and look for us anywhere you go to listen. If you like what you're hearing, go to freshartinternational.com and click the red support button to give what you can. The John S. and James L. Knight Foundation will match your contribution. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.